Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. I'm Gabby Barr, and I'm joined today by Mr. Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you today? Gabby, I am doing wonderfully well. I have got a morning full of stuff knocked out already, and i um, excited for a afternoon full of stuff to do, so... <laughs> No complaints. Uh, it's a great time of year. I mean, I freaking love the spring. Um, it's up for the landscaper next door uh, with, with the with the gas weed eater. So I apologize for that. But really excited. Um, we've got a guy joining us today who uh, I think is just chock full of knowledge and excitement and a great personality. So looking forward to uh, to today and jumping in with with our friend. I won't say his name yet. I'm going to let you roll out that part. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Well, today I want to welcome Carlos Valdez. He is the Vice President of Special Projects at Capital Boiler Works. Carlos, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And as Greg, I'm loving the spring weather. It's one of my favorites. And I'm just enjoying life here at work taking a break to do this. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I'm glad we're able to uh, to free you up, Carlos. I know you do a lot of stuff. Uh, Capital Boiler uh, is one of the service logic companies. So uh, that's how we met and how we get to hang out a little bit. So tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you came to be um, involved in, in not only safety, uh, and projects at Capital Boilers, but I think more of the human side of what you do there. You're a great connector of people. So give us a little bit of background on you and, and how you got to be here. So let me just start my construction career. I'll go back 20 years. You know, when I moved to Virginia from Detroit, I got into construction trades as a glazer, believe it or not. So I was a guy hanging out of buildings, putting glass up. Uh, did that for many years uh, for Trainer Glass, which is one of the biggest glass companies in, in America. I just continued my career on, and I believe 10 years ago, they were building the MGM Grand here in Maryland, Knox and Hill. It was one of the biggest job sites in North America, and I really wanted to be a part of it. And the only way I could, Greg, is they needed a safety manager. At that time, I was a senior project manager in glass. I I really didn't you know, know too much about safety except for the basics. So I became, I took a class to become an OSHA instructor, the 502, 510, 500. I applied for the job and, and then they hired me to oversee all the safety and excavation at MGM Grand. And then after that happened, you know, Capital Borders was actually working at a condo I lived in and I always saw their trucks and I wanted to be involved. So I sent in an um, uh, email to senior vice president. He interviewed me nine years ago and the rest is history. So I came here as the safety manager and, you know, we, we, I was the first safety manager in the 92 years that we've been open, um, implemented a lot, uh, two day safety training, you know, won some awards and then just parlayed We had a couple jobs that we just needed help on here. And, and I told the president that my background is in new construction and they started sending me off to some of these jobs to oversee them. So safety and then we're going hand in hand. So I hired another safety assistant. Then I started watching all their jobs and, Hence, you know, full time, I got, you know, been promoted five times since I've been here in eight years. It's it's very, it's very cool to put it that way. I, I love my job and, and and I love the president here, Dwight, Dwight uh, Shepard. He's a very good leader. And, and that's how I got to where I'm at today. And 
I love to motivate. You know, like I said, I had two days of safety training for all the guys that started our company. So you'd have to be in the room with me for two days and I'd certify you, you know, lockout, tag out, confined space, lotto or fall protection, all that stuff. And, you know, I just loved the point of um, to motivate people. And I've done that my whole career. I actually spoke, you know, for the county of Fairfax and for the uh, mayor of D.C. a few times. It's just what I like to do, Greg. I like to help people out. Well, Carlos, so my takeaway from all that is that you're opportunistic. So you, you took a safety job that you knew nothing about. You took a job at Capitol Bar, which you took nothing about. So um, heads, you know, great for you for having heads up on, on you know, seeing something you want and going after it. And I, I say opportunistic in a good way. Um, no, I got, I got you. That's, the crazy thing, a little funny thing about that, Greg, to go back at MGM Grand, they actually offered me the job before uh, I wanted it. And they basically came to me like, we're looking for someone to be in safety. And who's and I was like, look, I'm not doing it. And they said, you got to be bilingual. I was like, well, I don't even know Spanish. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're going to pay you this much. And then I was like, okay, get what I said. Then my, I learned Spanish like in two seconds. <laughs> Get can't kick any of the training because obviously I'm, I'm Hispanic and I know Spanish very well. So that's how I got in. But it was a great opportunity. And I am I don't take that as wrong. I'm a very much opportunist. And still to this day, I look for it all. And in class to the day, I'm always in school no matter what. I'm 47 years old and I've been in school for the last 20 years in some type of schooling. Well, I think it, it shows well. I thought you were going to tell me, though, you were like Jennifer Lopez, who did not know Spanish until she started singing, which I found really weird. But then, you know, I mean, she was raised in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, but she never spoke Spanish. So, um, right. We won't go too deep into J-Lo this morning, but uh, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. But, um, well, I, I, you know, you and I have been connected for, you know, close to a year now, I guess, somewhere in that ballpark. And, what I've come to know about you, Carlos, is that the people that work with you and that you've met that have been on, you know, our, we met through our safety program. Uh, yes, sir. You infuse a lot of excitement and you infuse that. You, you said you've been in school in some variety for 20 years. Um, I think that's tremendous because, you know, so many people get to a place in life and they quit educating themselves. Um, but you know, that kind of limits your capabilities of what you want to do in the future. Uh, so I, I applaud you for that. But you infuse a lot of excitement and a lot of enthusiasm. Um, I just had one of your, your guys, Russell, uh, recently. We were up in Ohio together, got to hang out with him. What a, what a cool guy he is. But I think that for me, that shows a kind of what you bring to the table. Uh, Yes, you have knowledge and yes, you, you know how to do things. But I think the um, and, and part of what we do on the show, mostly we talk about people and relationships and how all that stuff matters. For me, when I look at what you guys are doing as a company, um, it's really good stuff. You know, I look at the financial package. I look at this, that and the other. But what sets it apart is how you have enabled your folks to connect on a one-on-one -on -one level, you know, and um, I just think that it, it goes so far when you have those personal relationships. So my, I was thinking about it earlier today, what I wanted to talk about, but well, I think what I want to know is what 
do you use as a, as a catalyst to get these really strong one-on-one relationships started that you have? How, how do you, how do you go about that? Because quite honestly, a lot of people, uh, are either hesitant to do it or don't know how to do it. So they leave that gap, but. I love it. I mean, honestly, you just, you have to be able to read people very well. That's a trade that I I believe I was born with. I don't know if it's because I was born and raised, you know, lived in Detroit. I I just, you know, my upbringing, but be able to read people is what does, what does it for me. And a perfect example is when I, when I got promoted, I basically went, you know, from safety to overseeing, all of our big jobs and all the superintendents and foremen that work for us. So I'm as a safety manager here, then I'm okay. I'm above you guys sort of, and I'm going to tell you what to do on your trade. So that was a hard thing to do. But for example, we had one gentleman that works. I'll leave him nameless. He was very smart mechanically, but I saw that certain things, for example, on his computer skills were not that great. So I pulled him aside. We talked, I had him do some mock-ups of certain things over and over again. And, and two weeks later, he came to me. And this gentleman's older than me. And he was like, Carlos, I, I want you to know this. I said, what's that? He's like, you make me feel big. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you, what you've done in a week or two with me, you make me feel like I could do stuff. And like, I don't feel like in a box where you make me feel bigger than I am. And when I get those you know, those, those kind of responses, that that that's that's my you know, that's my benefit to that. But how I do it, Greg, is just being able to read each and every person as they are, because you can't blanket it. You'll never win that way. I could talk to five different people and speak in five different languages at the same time I'm speaking English, if that makes sense. You have to speak to them in the language they're trying to, 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 to receive. Um, and that's worked very well. And I, I, I go very far with that. Honestly, it, it's called it, it's given me a lot of relationships and people that are loyal in a sense where they really want to be around and or work with me. And it's a great thing. Um, I just, other than that, I mean, I guess that's the best way I could word that. Um, just got to be able to read all the guys in the situations per situation, not as a blanket. Well, I think that what, what you said, uh, the way I heard it was that you speak to people in a language or in words that they can understand and that resonates with them in particular. And that's what I worked so hard with Gabby about. I'm trying to find that language that I can communicate with her. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I, I dig it. You know, I remember reading a book a long time ago that I think my wife actually gave me was uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus or vice versa. Read it. And then she apparently I needed all this stuff because then she gave me another book to read um, about the love languages and all that. But then as I begin to study, you know, people outside my personal relationships, it it really comes down. And and we talked about it last week on a podcast here was communicating with different uh, generations as well, you know, and being able to speak to what is current, uh, what, what resonates with people, and it really comes down to, you know, being disciplined enough and shutting our mouth long enough to hear how to communicate with people. Because yes, if, if we're puking on somebody and it's not resonating, then we're not accomplishing anything. So, but if you listen to the way they talk, you can typically tell how they like to be communicated with, is what I've found anyway. Is that, is that that's very accurate? Yeah. Is that, 
So I'm looking at the uh, bulletin board behind you there, and it looks like you have some drawings, perhaps. Yes. My daughter, Taylor. I was, was going to I have a six-year-old daughter who is everything to me, and that, that wall is actually too small. <laughs> um, so, yes, sir, she's Tay-Tay. It's my daughter, six years old. So what, what, I'm, what I'm drawing, and I'm, I'm looking at your background, you've got, you got Taylor stuff over your left shoulder, and then you've got your, your certifications and what have you over your right shoulder. And then you sit in between those two, oddly enough, of how you're positioned right now. How do you uh, how do you blend those, or how do you compartmentalize those, or do you? I kind I kind of I don't really blend them. Although I work very hard to keep that board in her in the let me not say lifestyle and in, in in the way that I've always I wanted you know to have me as a kid. But I kind of I, I I keep it separate as much as possible. Although, even though I, I, you know, I have to work at home a lot sometimes with that, but that's just my motivation. When I come in and I'm having a day that's like, we've had plenty of them. It's, it's hard on me or I got so much going on, you know, because just, I'm sure you're the same way. I go through probably 75 to 220 emails a day. I get every day, no matter what. So that's, I, that's my motivation there. And I, and I do compartmentalize a little bit, but that that's how I do it. Um, I really don't try to mix them that, that much, but that's my little wall of fame in this office of mine. So, and then those, I just like to look back, you know, even the, the top three or, or excuse me, yeah, or CHST and my OSHA 502, the third time I received it. Um, Cause that's how I, I started in this. And um, honestly, safety, you know, took me a long, long way on this road. I didn't expect it, but I, I'm very well appreciative of it. And um, so that, that's where that, that's that. Well, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it makes me happy. Well, I saw all those colors. I figured that was your your uh, kid back there uh, making all those drawings. And you know, I I don't compartmentalize, um, and it's just always interesting to me of how how what works for everybody. You know, like for me, I don't have I don't have young children drawing me stuff. I have adults drawing me stuff, but um, it, it's just. <laughs> And most of them I couldn't show you on screen. Uh, <laughs> but it's just interesting of how, you know, you take and, and I look at life like a jellyfish, you know, for me. Like you can you can squeeze it here and it reshapes and then squeeze it up here and it kind of oops out over there. So that to me is how my life is, because I'm, I travel, I, you know, for work and for fun. I'm, I'm married to a crazy woman for almost 40 years now. And, you know, it's just life and, and how I choose to, to incorporate my job into my lifestyle is I, I just blend it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm never, I don't know. It just, it just works. But it's always interesting uh, to see, you know, how people get through. And I don't mean like scrape by. I mean, just what how you how you set your life up for success. Right. Um, I, I'm, how many folks do you take care of over there at uh, at Capital Boiler? What do y'all have? A hundred or something? So we have 143. Right now, Russell's upstairs in safety training because we have five new hires a day. So we have 143, and it depends. You know, when I was safety, I was obviously blanketed over everybody, but now that I'm doing what I'm doing now, I 
I probably oversee half of the work from Calvin Borders in entirety. So each any given day, uh, you know, 60 men or different jobs or 10 different jobs at the same time. But um, and I'm just so used to the fast pace. I when it, I'm, I'm, I love organized chaos, Greg. Um, a lot of people don't like that, but that is my cup of tea right there. Um, if I put my move my screen over, you see that I have probably 20 folders on my desk with 20 different jobs. Detail. Matter of fact, let me see. Here's my camera. All those folders there, and all the stuff on the wall. Um, but I said it's just an organized chaos. And I said any given day is probably 60 men, but I, we're, we're hiring five more today. But that's just how it is, and every day is different. I, I've many a times had a schedule in my mind, and this is what I'm going to do for the next two hours and get here, and none of that happens. It's just totally changed. Someone pulls me in a different direction, and to be able to adapt and move to that. Um, honestly, I, I like, I like doing it very much. So, well, I, I appreciate that, uh, that challenge of what you thought was going to happen and planned out doesn't happen, which is why I write in pencil and not pen. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I also carry this, uh, big eraser because it gets quite often. Um, but no, my, I think my point that that I was driving to. So you got 163, 5, 8, whatever that number is today. And if you multiply that by the number of, of the common household, which is 2.7 people, you know, you guys mm. are touching upwards of 300 lives um, or more. Right. And to me, that's what's so important, you know, is, is thinking about what we do day to day impacts not only Bob and Sally and Ann and George, but everybody that's associated with that employee, um, you know, I feel that weight more and more. And even when I owned my company, um, you know, I was younger. I, I sold when I was 50. But the more that I age, the more I feel that ultimate responsibility for, you know, like I think about if Gabby happens to get married and Gabby happens to have a kid, you know, all those people enter into the equation. It's not just yes, Gabby uh, and what she brings to work. And I don't know. I, I love to think about how, you know, I can and, and we as the company or me as my little LLC, whatever I'm doing, how can we impact lives better? so that we put people in a position to excel and not just get by. And, you know, I, I read, I wrote an article a long time ago about when to good enough become good enough. And I think about that article a lot in today's uh, current situation. I, I wrote the article probably 10 years ago. Things have changed a lot. Socio-wise, economically, you know, the whole deal has changed. But I still come back to that. Like, I don't want people to have a job or a career that is just good enough to where they can live, you know, like to the minimal standard. I want to help people. And I, I struggle with this all the time because I don't feel like I succeed at it all the time. But how do I help people get to that next step to where they can then start doing more good? on a bigger scale. I don't know. It's something I, yeah, I think, Greg, if I could have my two cents, I think you, you, you're you misreading yourself. 
I believe you do that at a high level or just don't understand it yet. Um, even by doing this podcast, even by, you know, I know it's your job, but you being part of safety because there's there's different level thinkers and there may be people that want to become like Greg. How did he do it? How did he do this? Well, how is he doing it so flawlessly? And that alone is motivation. And just to give you an example, I know that sounds funny. Like yesterday with the five new hires, I walked in the class and I do this with everybody we hire here because I truly believe capital products and service logic. I really, really believe in what we have going on. And I like that shirt. <laughs> and I let them know, like, I, guys, like you're you're at the opportunity of a lifetime where right? we, we all as kids have wanted to be in a certain situation, have that lottery ticket, have the being a situation that can change our lives. And I believe what this company, the education that you get here offers that. And I let them know that off the rip. Like I said, if I took you upstairs right now or called Russell Downer, he'll tell you that's exactly my spiel. But you have to mean it. And I mean it. I I believe that Capital Boilerworks not only changed my life, but my lifestyle because everything I put into it came out of it. And I was afforded that opportunity because of our president. He's like, if you guys want to learn, do whatever you need to do, but share your wisdom. So every time I take a class or I get better, I'll send emails out to the whole company, you know, whether it's their trade or not. I don't care what it is. It's always something I'm sending a shout out to a person or, you know, if we're talking about chillers and what I've learned or TX and compressors, condensers, uh, enthalpy, I'll take my knowledge and not hoard it, but give it out there to make people feel more comfortable. But at the end of the day, just leading by example is going to do it because you're going to have people that are not going to make it across that finish line. But most people, I believe, will do that. And Greg, like I said, you you don't I don't think you're reading yourself like you read other people. You're you're sometimes when you get to a certain I don't want to say this wrong way, a certain level, you just got to keep representing and do what you're doing to keep having people like follow you and be interested in what you're saying, just like you do on LinkedIn, just like you do on here. I mean, there's stuff you've done on LinkedIn that I started to follow. Like last week, I posted a book that I just read, um, Piping Away. I got over 60 comments all over the country, and I was like, well, I never thought of this. Well, why did I think of this? Because guess what? Greg does it all 40 times a week. <laughs> so I'm going to learn that. But I, I, I think you... I think you're selling yourself short, Greg, and I'm not just saying that. I really believe that in my heart. I appreciate the kind words. Um, I do feel like I, I do help some people. There's no doubt. I mean, people tell me that, but I don't know that you ever get satiated either in how much you can help people. I, I, you know, right. my desire is to keep doing more, obviously. But Perfect example. Russell Harden came back and Mike Malensky from Hayes from New Jersey. They both emailed me talking about, man, this guy, Greg, is a great man. He really he really understands when I left. You know, I even he's like I even like gave him a hug like that stuff. Even the Russell was significant. Like he, it was such a big deal to him that we actually came back and wanted to talk to him because I was like, dude, when you get up there, talk with Greg and talk to Mike Malinsky. Trust me. And and when I send these guys out there to do that or, or they do it on their job, when they come back with that, all that gratitude and they're happy about it, it, it just. It makes us better as a company and as a whole, but I think you do that a lot more. Like you said, Greg, I've done, and without patting myself on the back, I've helped many, many people. Sometimes, quite frankly, I forget, and they'll come to me and like, man, it's because of you that I changed. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, remember 1987 when we're in 7-Eleven? And I'm like, okay, cool. But I really, that's my fuel. That's my uh, soul food, I guess you want to take it. I just, it's just a big thing. But again, you do a great job, Ray. Just keep moving, brother. 
Well, thank you for that. And it was weird, Russell, coming up and hugging me. But uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> no. Hey, I'm look. I'm a hugger. I, I'll tell anybody that. I I, I, I don't care because what what I'm, what I'm doing. I don't. You know, there's a, there's a saying that goes around and says, "What other people think of me is none of my business," and I live by that. Yeah. Because it is what it is. But um, back back to what we're we're talking of, and I I get all. I don't like to talk about myself like that, but not understandable. It, I, I do like the fact that we get to see people excelling. I love the, the catalyst that you provide up there. And, you know, Mike, you, you mentioned Mike, uh, what a great, what a great dude, you know, um, he's amazing. dude. But, and this sounds like a commercial, you know, for service logic, it's not um, <laughs> just happened to have some really damn good people that are under the umbrella with us. And that, that's an attribute to, um, you know, buying great companies and, and acquiring great companies. And, and with that, you get all the people, you know, I mean, when you acquire a company, you, you do two things. You acquire the book of business, which is great. But mm -hmm. for me, the cool part is you get all those people to join. And, you know, we have 6,000 people now uh, as part of Service Logic, And I'm, I'm proud to know a lot of those people that I've met over my journey. And it's so much fun. Like when we when we buy a company um, and everybody's all nutted up about it, like, oh, God, you know, Service Logic bought us this that, and the other. But then, you know, our model is and you can attest to this. We don't really screw with the company. We, we support the company and and add we don't take away and to be able to go back in a year and and to, for people to say hey this is really cool um mm -hmm. to see the people be able to grow through these opportunities like you're talking about is, yeah. is really really spectacular and it's like just throwing the the gas on the fire because what, right. what capital boiler works had before us was good or we wouldn't have done the deal together. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. it, it's like um, it, it's buying greatness and then adding jet fuel. So, right, right, right. I, I don't know. It's just way out of it. It really is. <laughs> no. it's, it's the people involved. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that event we had with, when, when I got to see everybody. Um, like so many other times when people come together, we had a good session for sure. The, the speakers were phenomenal. The food was great, yada, yada, yada. But the magic is the break and the dinners and hanging out at the bar, having a beer with somebody or whatever. Right. When we can, can make those little synapses happen between people. You know, we, we got you guys over here on the East Coast your guys talking to the West coast, talking to people in Texas, talking to people in Minnesota with the, with the whole context of getting better. And I just, I just love that piece of the equation. Uh, yes. When we can bring people together for the betterment and, and to your point, you know, you got those certificates hanging up there on the wall. Those, those are monumental things. There you can't, you can't erase, you know, what, what happens on paper, but, your journey to get those things is really, you know, part of that. Uh, I, I feel like a big part of this success is what you learn in route to the certification. 
Oh, yes, yes. And, and just as you know, Greg, when I think it was Houston, when I first met you, I believe it was like a year and a half, but with a safety thing, we had an a email, email chain that's to this day still goes back and forth with everybody on safety. Here's GHAs. I remember I sent everybody the, like a safety plan, an EMR. And then I, I, I joined the construction peer group meeting last year as well. And all of us have an open community chain. Now I'm, I'm speaking to Joe, which if Joe Wisdom is listening to this, I'm going to tell you what, I know you know Joe Wisdom. Yeah. He is one of the, he's just a great asset. It's one of the smartest guys I ever met in my life. I, I love that guy. He's from California. But my point being is we're still going back and forth to these guys we met at these dinners and we're still communicating. And like I'm sending, he'll send me some or I'll send Mike something. It's very cool to be able to help all these guys and and they lean on that because we shouldn't leave that and just say, okay, you know, nice drink, nice steak. You know, we need to, this is how we build, you know, and, and we've been doing that. So I believe you guys accomplished that in many ways because again, by us communicating outside of that, it shows the diligence and what you did and that it, that it worked out very well for us. Um, and, you know, still sharp and still. And like the, one of the things I told Joe is I wanted him to explain to me some stuff because I really believed in his knowledge and, and he did it. And that's another service logic guy that I'm leaning on because, you know, He's smart, you know, and I, and I want to know some of the stuff he knows. But no, I, I think those the classes you do are they're they're they're, they're amazing. I mean, I, it, it gets to the point. I love Joe's last name, Wisdom. Is like, Wisdom. You know, <laughs> it's just the perfect name for the guy because he 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 truly is a he's a super duper nice person, but yes, he's super duper duper knowledgeable as well. So it's like you know you get a twofer. Uh, you get a good a good guy and smart, you know. It's really really fun, um, and he is with um, South Coast Facility Services. They're in L.A. So, yeah, and it, he's a big reason I took that AC one hundred and one, Greg, and that's why I'm in there now because, you know, he was talking about enthalpy, and I was like, what are you talking about? But guess what? I could train on it now, <laughs> but I just I really wanted the knowledge that he had, and you know, and it's. Once you sit in a class for 16 weeks straight for three hours every Friday, it, the, the knowledge comes very quickly. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. You said he was smart and from California. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is a, he's good. Like I said, we, it's a lot of good guys, but it's just, I mean, going back in the earlier, it's just, it's, um, I don't know. I'm just very grateful to be in this period, this area or what's going on. And thank you again for inviting me in here. I just think it's very cool. So, you know, Carlos, it, it's amazing to me uh, all the stories that we could tell about our, our, you know, travels and the people we get to work with and all that. But it really comes down for me to, of making sure that we're getting our next generation ready uh, of incoming skilled trades people and more so incoming humans into the tax base and, and you know, what we can expect. How do you like to think about helping the next generation? What are your thoughts about the next generation of worker, the next generation of, of skilled trades worker, welder, whatever? How do you think about that? First of all, I haven't found them yet. Have you found the? <laughs> no, we're so short on guys. Honestly, Greg, it's 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 pretty difficult because. You know, you start talking to some of these younger guys that, that we rarely get in now, and like they're their, their mindset is just totally different. It's hard to relate to them. So you, you have to try to figure something out that, that, that you can relate to 
and, and basically suck them in because they're all at the end game already. None of them are worried about A, B, C. They're all at, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's hard to explain that you have to go through E, F, J, K, all of that before you reach that because they don't want to hear that. They want it all now. And I, I, I mean, I've I told it's just it's difficult. And basically, I'll just, you know, you know, explain it in terms of my case. And like, you know, I know, you know, certain people want to get here and there, but you have to have seat time. There's a lot of things you need to do. And one of the things is seat time. When I first got in construction, I went to college for construction management and all the well, I say old heads now, but they were probably younger than I am now. But everybody that were forming and leaders were like, that doesn't mean that you need to have on job experience seat time. So I try to get across them is that that seat time is critical because, you know, somebody will watch a YouTube video tonight and come in tomorrow and, you know, they're an expert. And it doesn't work that way, even though I've watched millions of YouTube videos myself, you know, to learn. It's just it's that's a hard question to answer. I mean, we just we, we try everything. Like I said, we have we're starting to get younger people in now, um, barely. And that's because I use one of my well, you know, we use some of our old networks or, you know, Dwight's using his. But, you know, you may want to fulfill me in on that question because I don't think I got a good enough answer for you, sir. Well, I, th I think it's a matter of all of the above, quite honestly. It, it's it's con the continual push for for looking. You have to look or you ne never find people. Um, and, you know, we, we spoke about it earlier. It's being able to communicate in a way that that you can uh, get your message across effectively. And yes, I read a, I finished a book up last night. It's a pretty good book. It's called The Wisdom of the Bullfrog. It's by right. uh, Bill McRaven, who's a retired admiral, and he's the oldest. Uh, the bullfrog title is established that goes to the oldest active seal uh, that happens to still be alive. So it, he's telling the story. He said there was a uh, a uh, Colonel sitting, and this was a story told by, by Colin Powell. There was a Colonel sitting in the uh, club of an airline and a young, uh, a young guy walks up to the general and um, the Lieutenant says, uh, how, how did you become a Colonel? And the Colonel basically says, well, you give all you got, you get up every day, you sacrifice, yada, yada, yada. And he gives all these examples. And he said, so that's it. That's all you got to do to be a colonel. He said, no, that's all you got to do to be a lieutenant. And then you do it every day of your life. Right. And I think what what that reiterated to me was you said it while ago, 20 for 20 years, you've been in training. Never stop trying to get better. You know, you're always you're always digging. And part of that digging process is looking for the next generation was looking for that person, that vet coming out of the service, that young lady who doesn't know what she wants to do or the young man who doesn't know what to do and bring them into the circle. You know, it really, you know, we, we I've said this, I don't know how many times on this podcast, but it comes down to hand to hand combat. You have to, you find a hand that's willing to grasp yours and you drag them along. And right. we're not going to have 100% success, but people tend to do well when you show personal interest in them, yes. help them get somewhere, even if it's not the ultimate destination. If you can help somebody get going and let them figure out the ultimate destination, 
we're going to win some into the skilled trades pool of talent. So mm-hmm. that's how I do it. I, I just continuously I like look for people, continuously talk about it and try to do it in a way that makes sense to them, not me, because, you know, it's, it's a different world. Um, you, have, you have to communicate differently. So I agree with that. So, you know, that, that to me is, uh, the wisdom of the bullfrog as as Admiral McRaven says, is using your, you using your years intelligently and applying them to what you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, for me, that is trying to bring more people into the circle. Um, yes. And it's, it's, it is a challenge, you know, I mean, we, we're faced with a, a very unique uh, socioeconomic condition right now. Um, the next book I'm starting today is called Men Without Work, which I, I mentioned uh, sometime in the past. This is the book that, that uh, Mike Rowe and um, Mike Rowe. Uh, Mike Rowe spoke about it with uh, Dave Ramsey when they did a live telecast a couple of weeks ago. And it addresses the problem of why so many people are sitting on the sidelines and not participating in the work. Uh, you know, I hear all the talking heads, or we're down to 3% unemployment, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we got 6 million people that are not participating in that number. So right. what does that number look like when you add 6 million to 3.4%? It's a hell of a lot more than 34 So. Yes, yes. Um, I'm anxious yeah. to learn some more about that. Um, 20 million. Wow. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. But yeah. so tell me, Carlos, we were uh, starting to kind of get to our, our uh, final few minutes here. But I, I'm curious as to what's next for you. What What is your you know, you, you've got a, a wall full of stuff. You got a six year old that can draw good. <laughs> what what's coming next for you? What does it look like? Um. Well, I just want to keep you know working. I, I've been the VP here for eight nine months now. Uh, I just want to you know just keep doing what I'm doing and 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 keep learning. Like I have two more classes after AC one hundred one because uh, I've taken at Napier I've taken five classes already in the last six years because once I'm done with the last two it gives me a general engineer's license. And I, I, I'm not, I probably will never use it. I just, I just want to have it. That's a goal that I want to accomplish in, in that area. Um, and I just want to keep it moving. I want to help capital boards come profitable. And, I, and the truth is, I want to be a bigger part of CBW in the future, possibly service logic. And I started, like I said, when I got to DC, I couldn't read a tape measure. I was a helper pushing a broom. And I came to this position very quickly. I've been a vice president of two separate companies because of my ethic and my, you know, my goals and how I work. I'm, I'm very, very hard nosed. I just want to get it done. So my future is, is, is continuing to raise my family, do a good job with that and just do as best as I can at work. Um, I love my job, Greg. Um, they'd have to pull me out of here at the window. I'm not, <laughs> and I just, I just enjoy what I do tremendously. And now that I'm overseeing, you know, cause technically I'm overseeing, Anybody here now? What I mean by that is like I get with the sales guys now, talk about their quotes, get with the vice president, one of their jobs. You know, I write 90 percent or 95 of all schedules for all the work here. Most of the submittals, RFIs, I'm, I'm a big part of that. And I really enjoy that 
because while I'm doing that, I'm also learning at the same time. I'm not just a gentleman submitting a hundred page submittal. I read the whole thing. You know, some people will get on page one and burn it, but that's where I'm at. And I just, I just want to continue to grow. Uh, my goal is just to be able to take care of my family as long as I possibly can. And, and that's, that's my end game. Nothing else is just, I want to make sure my family's well. And you know what? It's, 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 it's going very, very well. I'm very blessed. And, and, and that's what I want to continue to do is just do a great job and, you know, and that's it. You know, I, I just love it. <laughs> so trying to move on. Well, I, I think that that's uh, admirable lifestyle. You know, I, I think that the, the American dream is to have a good job, take care of your family, you know, have some prosperity, have some security. And uh, you're certainly working towards all of those. So thank you for everything you do over there for us, but more so thank you for your family. I mean, you, you, uh, you do make a difference. So it's, I appreciate that. Good, I really do. Thank you, sir. Good stuff. Well, Gabby, there we go. We're uh, like that. It just happened. It's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carlos, before I kind of wrap everything up, it's been great talking with you. Um, do you have any kind of like social handles that you want to plug in? Anything? for uh capital boiler that you want to plug in no just a capital boiler being a part of service logic is a great company um we have great leaders that follow the culture and help make the culture and stand by it that, that's the big thing is you know when i got here like i said they didn't have any safety safety at all and i had to come in and implement it all and that wouldn't have worked without the president and the president took it grabbed hold of it financed it you know we have the lowest emr in the country now 0.65 grade you know what you know that <laughs> so but my point, point is, so I don't want to plug anything in. So I want to plug my company, our president, you know, Dwight, our vice presidents, Kenny and Guy, and um, and Service Logic, you know, because honestly, you know, there was all that speculation, like Greg was saying, what's going to happen when they do A, B, and C? But it's been all great, and we love it, and I love it. Um, and I believe my future is 10 times brighter now, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, look where I'm at. I'm <laughs> You know, this wouldn't happen without these guys. Not that I wasn't moving forward to begin without Service Logic, but I tell you what, it's been a great bonus for us and our company. So there's my ending. Well, that's not nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Straight Out of Crompton. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple or Spotify podcasts. And don't forget to check out gregcrumpton.com for all of your Greg Crumpton content. Oh, oh, oh.